Hi, this is Jackie, and you're listening to the Choose to Be podcast. Hello, thank you for choosing to be here on a podcast where we'll talk about all things mindset. Today, we'll be talking about practicing a useful tool that can help drive your vision to reality. In the last episode, we talked about a life inventory and looking through all those things we keep in our home, we keep in ourselves, in our space, mental, physical, and how those can play a role in executing or discovering what it really is that the direction that we want to head towards and the goals that we'd like to set for ourselves. And part of having a resilient mindset is to bring those ideas to life and creating those goals and creating something that we can follow almost like a map that can get us to our destination. Studies show that setting goals are linked with higher motivation, self-esteem, self-confidence, and autonomy. And the research has established a strong connection between goal setting and success. Goal setting can benefit our lives. Although I do wanna note that making this change is not super easy. A principle that I live by is anything worth having doesn't come easy. Yes, it's challenging at first, it's new. Allow yourself to feel comfortable. Feeling that difficulty is part of the process. According to an article from the National Library of Medicine called The Neuroscience of Goals and Behavior Change, the way parts of our brain function in pursuit of goals are more constrained, and thus making it makes it difficult for us to change our mindset and behaviors. Changing how we behave is difficult because it involves our physiological body. Although they note that our will, motivation, or desire plays a big part in this change. And this is something that has no limits. So if our motivation is high, we're more likely to take action and create change. Understanding the benefits of goal setting can make it more real. I know it's common to think we can do it all on our own. I can keep it track, keep track of it in my head. I don't have to write it down. I don't need an agenda. I don't need a journal. But taking time to set goals about what's important to us can be transformational. We can make smarter decisions that don't leave us feeling like we're working at 120% to only receive 75% in return. And in essence, it helps change our mind for the better. Goal setting can present just enough challenge, hold you accountable, allow you to trust the process, and be present. After all, you have to jump into the pool to learn how to swim. We have to take action because it won't magically appear on a silver platter just by hoping and wishing. Trust me. I've been hoping and wishing for years, avoiding anything that was uncomfortable, staying in bed and distracting myself. I'm not saying that you'll get it right the first time because I didn't. That goal will change and adapt depending on what's working and how you'd like to shape it, depending on your own situation. I have set goals that I've completed and found that I needed to change the way I did it, find other opportunities and adapt to rejection. Now, Rejection is a whole other topic that we'll talk about because it really needs more time and attention. Rejection is like going to the gym. It's hard and painful in the beginning, just getting into it, being confronted with it, but moving through it and practicing it creates so much strength. It's like building muscles mentally. So back to goal setting, we know it's beneficial and it's our map to success. Goals are linked to higher motivation, self-esteem, self-confidence, 
and autonomy, and research has established a strong connection between goal setting and success. And I've shared my own story about how goal setting transformed my life in the first episode. We know the shift into starting a new goal is hard, and it'll be difficult for someone who's never taken the time to flesh out and create goals. With all of this in mind, are you ready to be uncomfortable? And are you ready to see the results of your hard work? We are going to talk more about the goal creating process so that you can start creating goals today. So maybe there's been a goal that you've been thinking about. Maybe you want to get an A on that test. You want to land an internship or a dream job in your field of study. Maybe you want to take better care of yourself, start an exercising program, start moving again, or start a new hobby like playing an instrument. Whatever you've been imagining, visioning, and hoping and yearning for. Maybe it's something that you think about before you go to bed. How do we bring something from our mind's eye to become tangible and real? And where do we start? I'm going to share a very well-known framework that anyone can use to start setting goals today. And this model, it's pretty well-known. You might have heard of it before. It's called SMART Goals. It was originally coined in 1981 by George Doran, which was intended to help people in the corporate world improve their performance with project management. And this model is widely used today because of its effectiveness. So SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. SMART is how it's widely known. You can set multiple SMART goals, but today we'll start off with one example and make it take it step-by-step to help you have a baseline for creating your own goals. So I'm gonna use a real example, and this is something that I use every semester before I start my classes, and it's proven to be extremely effective for me. So I'd write my goals in my Google Drive, in my Google Doc, and I would just ask myself a bunch of questions. And some of those questions were, why was I gonna start this goal? Why was it important for me? What would be some difficulties in reaching this goal? And what would I need to make this a reality? What would I need to feel my best self? Do I need more time? Do I need more space? Do I need to change my living situation? Do I need to change my environment? Do I need to let go of some commitments? So I'm going to share word for word a past example of how I set up my past goals. And so back in fall 2020, I started school again. And my goal was to do well in all of my classes for that semester. So fall 2020 semester was rolling up and I was starting to create this goal. Okay, that's a great place to start. My goal is to do well in all of my classes. Now let's break that down with the SMART goals framework. Specific, what do I mean specifically by doing well this semester? Well, for me, passing all my classes is the minimum so all C's, that's me barely passing and getting by. And for some people, doing well looks like all C's. So then I moved forward and I created the medium goal. And that goal was getting mostly B's and maybe one A. Now, that's also doing well. That could be a definition of doing well for somebody. And the maximum I can do is get all A's. And... That also is a different way of doing well. And there's all these different perspectives of what well means. And I was starting to flesh it out, create a map, and create a definition for me of what, what it meant to do well. 
and for me, the minimum was to pass all my classes. The medium is to get mostly Bs and 1A, and the maximum was to get all As, which was the highest. It's so beneficial to be as specific as possible, and as you noticed, I broke it down to what the minimum could be, starting with our end goal and working backwards, which is really effective because we can see what we'd like to reach, what that specific destination is, and we can work backwards. And I imagined myself in three scenarios, barely passing, yay, passing with mostly Bs, hooray, and passing with all As, wow. That's a huge goal. My desired goal is all A's. And as I was thinking about it more, if I reached for the stars and if I started to plan and execute my goal for all A's, the worst that could happen was that I would get to my medium goal, which would be an A and B's. What I was thinking was, why not reach for the highest? Why not reach for the maximum goal? The worst that could happen is that I land in the medium goal, which is actually a great thing. So it was a great way for me to experiment this process and trust myself, put myself out there and be ready to not feel bad for reaching for any goal. Because at the end of the day, I was still going to win something. And so after looking at all the specifics the S portion of SMART goals, it was time to now look at the M, the measurable. And so how was I going to measure this goal? How was I going to measure my progress of getting these grades? One idea that I thought of, because I was setting these goals before the semester started, was, well, I can look at my grades and how I've been doing on each assignment and tests. I can measure my progress by the scores I'm getting. After each assignment, quiz, test, exam, which will help me get an idea of which pathway I'm heading towards, the min, medium, or max. And so this was how I decided to measure my goals, that each week after each assignment, when they, once they were graded, that I would look at my grades and see what kind of scores I was getting. And maybe that meant I need to improve my performance, maybe study more, maybe take some more time for the quizzes and tests. And if I was doing great, then to just keep it up. And so keeping a measurement and keeping a temperature about how I was doing throughout the semester helped me stay on track and helped me change and maintain and maintenance my, my life, my decisions, my routine to make it work so that I am on the right path to reaching my goal. And after looking at the M, at the measurable, it's time to look at the A, the achievable. How achievable is this goal? Is it realistic with how I'm living my life right now? What would I need to let go of? To make more room for studying, getting a tutor, having enough time for working on assignments. The maximum might not be achievable if I'm playing video games on weekends, and that's something I don't wanna change. <laughs> So if there's something that you absolutely can't change and you're setting a huge maximum goal, that might not be achievable. Or if you work heavy hours, finding time to study and find a tutor might not be achievable as well. 
In order for this to be achievable, I need to dedicate time to reviewing important dates, the syllabus, grading policy, distribution of points, test dates, and time to study and read. So I might need to let go of something that takes away my focus to make this goal realistic. And I kind of sort of asked myself those questions in the beginning. Why is this important for me? What would I need to let go of to make it easier for me to obtain this goal? How do I get stressed? How can I ease that stress on the way to this goal? How can I make it easier for me to have a clear-headed space and a clear-headed mind and feel productive, excited, and willing to put in the work each day to study? And so after looking at the A, the achievable, looking at the R, the relevant, is this school relevant to my life? Is it important to me? How important is it? Is it a top priority? So these are questions that you might already know the answer of because you wouldn't be setting the school if it wasn't important for you. But maybe looking at how important it is for you. Is it your second priority? Is it your third priority? Is it your first priority? Looking at where it falls in your life and the, the value or, and the, the weight of the importance it holds can help you make clearer decisions when something comes up. You might know you might need to set boundaries with going out on weekends and you're okay with that. You might, you might know that you might need to say no to something if it comes up. And for me, school was a top priority, then family and then work. So for me, I had a clean map in my head about how I could prioritize my time and what I could say yes to and what I maybe need to, needed to think about to see if I had the time and the bandwidth to make it work. And after looking at the R, the relevant, the last point is looking at the T, the timely. So make your goal time-bound. How many hours a week will I dedicate to studying? What times of the day? How will I keep track? So for me, answering these questions, I use my Google Calendar and I input all my classes and schedule, extracurriculars, work hours, and all these other extra events that are just miscellaneous um, that are really important for me to not lose track of. So putting them into my calendar made sure that I would get a 10 minute reminder so that I get notifications about it. And setting goals with a timely thought process about it also helps set boundaries because if somebody asks you, hey, can I, hey, would you like to go out for lunch at, on Wednesday at 2 p.m.? Then you know you can look at your calendar really quick and see exactly what it is that you'd be doing for the exact amount of time. And then you can say, hey, looks like I'm free. Yeah, I can make it work. Um, and having those timely goals and schedules can help you just be more clear on what's going on so that you don't have to go digging and you don't forget about something you said yes to and then you say yes to something else. And then you're caught in the middle between two things and, you know, you let someone down or you forget to go somewhere or you forget to do something that you said you were going to do. And with that as well, it's important to scheduling time for yourself, time for self-care, time for fun and enjoyment. So this doesn't just mean scheduling things for that goal, but scheduling your life around it. Maybe you want to go to a concert. Maybe you want to visit family. Maybe you want to spend some time on the weekend going out and having fun. And that all is still doable. Having a plan 
And knowing what days, maybe setting a schedule around it is very helpful to keep a balance of, yes, you're getting your fun, you're getting your self-care, you're getting that time with family, and you're also going to be reaching your goal. You're going to be reaching that max goal that you're, you've been planning for. And so it's a win-win situation if you can also plan and schedule your life around this goal. You're scheduling everything, you're making those timely choices to write them down, make a note of them, put them in your calendar, in your agenda, in your planner. It's also a great suggestion to sprinkle in rewards. So for me, in my goal, I plan that at the end of my semester, no matter what happens, I will have a reward for myself. So really think of your goal from beginning to end. What would help in the beginning? What would be nice to have or celebrate in the middle? What would be nice to celebrate at the end? And for me, it worked to just have it at the end because it was something I was looking forward to. It was something that I had chosen and picked out for myself. It was very unique and like it meant a lot to me. So I was just happy with having it at the end. And so you're working really hard towards this goal and it's just really difficult. So make sure you think of every nook and cranny on how you'll reward yourself and how you'll keep your motivation going. You deserve it because you've worked so hard. You've let go of video games, or maybe you've turned off your cell phone when it was time to study, which is a not an easy thing to do. And this is how you can also be kind to yourself in the process. Making sure that you have those rewards when, when it is that you need them, during the times that you feel like you need them most. For me, my reward was getting a pretty ring Something that I could wear and look at to represent a huge change in my life. I still have that ring today, and I've worn it every day since the end of my first semester of school because I reached my max goal of getting all A's. Using the SMART goals framework proved so effective on my first semester. After seeing that I could get all A's, and it was just my first semester starting, made me think that I could do it for the next five semesters. And so that's what I did. I asked myself the same questions that I posed at the beginning of the podcast before every semester. And I was able to get all A's for all six semesters, fall, spring, summer, and then fall, spring, summer again. And so this was proving to me, semester by semester, that I was able to reach my SMART goals, that I could challenge myself just enough, put in the time, the energy, and the attention into what was important to me. And I didn't have to worry that I was gonna slip up. All I had to do was just follow the schedule and follow the plan that I had for myself and I was gonna get there. Before setting SMART goals, I used to worry a lot. I used to think that I had to study for every class every day. And if I was studying for one class, in the back of my head, I kept thinking about my other classes. And that was because I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a, a timely manner of doing the work, of doing the studying, knowing that it would be okay because I'd study for that class on Friday and that on Wednesday I could focus on the different class. And so it eased my anxiety and I was able to trust myself that I was on the road to success because I was following a map. And so by trying the SMART goals out with school, it's allowed me to look at SMART goals in other areas of my life. So doing a SMART goal for my health and wellness, doing a SMART goal for a project, a creative project, for starting a podcast. And so there's so many ways and varieties that SMART goals can evolve, but trying it out for the first time 
can really lead to seeing your results and creating more motivation to try more. And now what I've shared was one example for school, but maybe you've already nailed down a routine for your classes. Maybe you want to focus on learning a new hobby. Maybe you want to change jobs. Maybe find a creative goal, create a health goal, or a financial goal. And I shared this because it holds a close space in my life and it's changed the way that I plan like night and day. This smart goal framework can help you organize to create a clear path to your version of success. So once you reach your goal and get a momentum, you feel so great. You want to keep going because it works. I mean, look at what I experienced. I've experienced the maximum goal for five semesters in a row or six semesters in a row, and it boosts your confidence, your self-esteem, and it can also teach you how to be more responsible. I learned to trust the process and to trust myself along the way and that I'm capable of hitting my max goal. Slowly, I became more confident in trying new things and to do things that scared me. To learn valuable skills, I would have never gotten to learn if I didn't take the chance. I hope that this episode brought up some of your own goals and desires. I know my experience is unique, but many of us feel similarly about big goals we want to achieve. We might just think about them and be too afraid or think it won't benefit us to flesh them out on paper. I hope that those who are ready to set goals can feel more open to using this model and get started. In our next episode, we'll be talking about some fears that can stop us from taking the next step forward and definitely may play a role in resistance in goal setting. We'll be looking at imposter syndrome, which is very common and well-known. It can make us feel unworthy, unqualified, or undeserving of our success or achievement. And we'll be talking about how common it is and how to navigate the mantra of, I'm not good enough. And you've made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for staying till the end. Bye everyone.